means everyone, everyone has dreams. Do you have dreams? Because yeah. I have dreams. Sometimes we call those dreams hopes. But we all have dreams. Everyone has a dream and depending on what your age or your stage, you're going to have dreams that probably match that. If you're here this morning and you're 16 years of age and you're dreaming of your retirement, we need to pray for you. If you're here this morning and you're 65 and you're thinking of running in the Olympics, we need to pray for you too. Dreams will be appropriate to where we are in life. You know, I had a dream too. Back in 1990, I had a dream. And on the 22nd of December 1990, I decided to see if I could pursue my dream. You see, I was going wrong with the girl of my dreams. She was my girlfriend at the time, Elma Wilkie from Bishopstown. She went out with a young fella like me, I couldn't believe it. But on the 22nd of December 1990, while we sat alone by a fire, I got down on my knees. And I said, darling, would you marry me? And she said, try and stop me. So my dream for 1991 was to get married, to build a life together with the wife and the woman of my dreams. And that started in 1991. I want to look at a story today of somebody who also had a dream. He had a dream of getting married too. But his dream, well, let's just say it didn't go so well or according to plan. Can we throw up our slideshow, guys? Thank you. It didn't go quite according to plan. Today we're going to be looking at the story of a guy called Joseph. You might know the story of Joseph. He was the carpenter. He was the guy who was going to get married. He was the guy who was planning to build a life. You see, he had a dream too. He had a dream of building a home, of building a family, of building a life, of building a business, of building a great life ahead of him. And then suddenly something went wrong. Joseph's dreams, in some senses, for a moment, went really bad and turned into a nightmare. We're going to look at this story briefly. I'm going to look at some things about dreams. But I want you to keep your dream in your head or in your heart. Does anyone here have a dream? I have a dream. You might call it a hope, an earnest hope. Throw your hand up if you have a dream that you want to see fulfilled in your life or in the lives of those that you love. All of us have a dream. Even if you're only 13, you've got a teen dream. You know what I'm saying? You have a dream. So Joseph has a dream. We're going to look at the scriptures and the story of how Jesus was born and the circumstances in which his, his stepfather Joseph found himself. He had a dream, but the dream came unstuck. May God bless us as we read his word and draw from it his truth, his reality and his life in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people say, Amen. Amen. This is how it begins. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Which sounds like a bit of a likely story, really, doesn't it? If you were Joseph, you probably had studied a little bit of biology, and you knew that women didn't just get pregnant all on their own. So Joseph hears about it. He hears that Mary is pregnant. I'm sure she told him the full story. But Joseph is struggling with that story, because Joseph is an intelligent man. He's a rational man. He's a reasonable man. Because Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, he did what was right, and didn't want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break off the engagement quietly. Quite laid out is Joseph's plan. 
His dream of having a marriage, building a life, has turned to a nightmare. His dreams have come unstuck. But he's a decent guy. He's a righteous guy. He does what's right. He's not going to publicly humiliate his girlfriend, his former partner, his former fiancé. He's not going to humiliate her. So he's going to do it on the quiet. He's going to put together some quiet plans and get himself out of this nightmare situation that he has found himself in. But it goes on to say this. But as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. <clears throat> Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child that is in her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Joseph has a dream. He falls asleep. He's making his plans. And God intervenes. And an angel of the Lord appears to him and gives him a clear instruction. And the first words of the angel are, Do not be afraid. Because when God is on the move, we should not be afraid. Can I get an amen? amen? When God is doing something, we mustn't be afraid because we're under God's command, under God's protection, and under God's hand. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son. And to Tom's point a little bit earlier, you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Now what does that mean, Mike? You see, not only do people have dreams, not only do um, families have dreams, not only do couples have dreams, whole nations have dreams. And in this case, the nation of Israel, they had a dream. And their dream was to be liberated from the Romans. Their dream was that the Messiah would come and would rescue them and restore them to their rightful place among the nations. They were enslaved people. They were colonized people. And no, their dream was that their Messiah, God's promised one, would come and deliver them. And this is the promise that Joseph is being made. This is the dream, as it were, coming true for Joseph. All of this occurred to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophets. 600 years earlier, Isaiah had said this. Look, the virgin will conceive and she will give birth to a son. And you will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. What does Emmanuel mean? God is with us. God is with you today. Can I get an amen? amen? You know, God is not only just with you in your company, he's also for you and not against you. Amen. And in this situation, despite Joseph's nightmare scenario playing out, God was for him and God was with him. It goes on to say this, that Joseph awoke. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and he took Mary home as his wife. He did exactly what the Lord commanded. Now I want to ask you a question. What would you do in that situation? What would you do if it were you? If it happened to you that you discovered that someone who you loved and you suspected that they had betrayed you and they had broken their vow to you to be yours and yours alone forever, would you continue on with the marriage if you found out they were pregnant? What kind of conflict would you feel in your soul and in your mind? You see, sometimes when God speaks to us, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to work out and they all lived happily ever after. That isn't normally how it works out at all. No, it normally works out as God gives a command because God's purpose is at work. And it's at work for your life and for my life. You see, if you have a dream, imagine you have a dream of getting a job. If you have a dream of getting a job, you will have to work at that job. Yes? If you have a dream of getting a house, you will have to care and clean that house, yes? Yeah. 
If you have a dream of marrying a woman or marrying a man and getting a partner in life, you will have to work at that relationship and you'll have to give way sometimes and sometimes you'll get your way and sometimes you won't get your way in such things as marriage. Could I get an amen from anybody who's married? And if you're dreaming of having a baby, well just you wait and see what happens. It's going to ruin your life in one fell swoop. Joseph woke up and he did exactly as the angel of the Lord commanded him. You see, there's a truth that's there in the book of Proverbs in the Bible. And it tells us something about the way that God works in our lives when we surrender our lives to him. When we say, Lord, I want your way and I want your will. Does anybody want to say, Lord, I want your way and I want your will? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Will you stand for a second? We're going to keep it simple on this prayer. We'll be sitting down again in a second. Would you raise your hand to heaven? Would you offer the other hand with it? And simply say with me, Lord, I want your way and I want your will. Let's say it again. Lord, I want your way and I want your will. Amen. Let's sit down again. You don't have to repeat that line. I want your way and I want your will. Remember you prayed that prayer on the 24th of December 2023 when something strange happens in January, okay? Because this is what the book of Proverbs says. It says that we make our plans but the Lord decides where we will go. How many people in this room ever imagined that you would find yourself in Ireland on a Christmas Eve in this far-flung corner of the Atlantic Ocean on a Christmas Eve in December 2023. How many of you, when you were born in the Philippines or South Africa, or you were born in India, or you were born even somewhere really close like England, or you were born in Germany, would imagine that you would have found yourself here in Ireland, which is exactly where God wants you to be. Amen. You see, you make your plans, but God decides where we will go. Amen. Amen. It goes on to say this, you see, the dreamers, the Bible is full of dreamers. In actual fact, there's 21 different recorded dreams in the Bible. That doesn't include phrases like a vision in the night or God spoke to someone in the night. But specifically dreams, there are 21 dreams recorded in the Bible. And the curious thing about it is that of those dreams, six of them came to kings. Two to Pharaoh, one to a guy called Abimelech, and one to a guy called Solomon. It doesn't really matter. The point I want to make here is that of all the people who heard God's voice or were visited in dreams in the Bible, Joseph gets the most. He gets four different visitations of an angel to speak and to instruct him. And you go, why is that? Well, maybe we can reveal why that is. Somebody else gets a dream in this story. You might be familiar with it. This guy's called the Magi, the so-called wise men, who came from the east, probably from the Babylonian court. And these guys actually were kind of experts at interpreting dreams. It was one of their gigs. It was one of the things they did. Here's what the Bible records, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2. When it came a time to leave, they, the Magi, the wise men, returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. God gave them a word of warning and a dream of wisdom. Sometimes God speaks to us in our dreams. Has God, has anybody ever had felt that God spoke to them in their dreams, heard the voice of God in their dreams. I have. Most Christians I know hear the voice of God in their dreams. God still speaks in the dreams. And maybe over this Christmas and New Year, God will speak to you again in your dreams. We're going to pray for that in a second. 
He, God warned them. He gave them a word of warning and a word of wisdom. Sometimes, even in our dreams, God speaks to us, and this is all part of God's plan, to warn us or to give us wisdom about the situation that we're facing. But are we listening? Are we going to pay attention? Are we going to do what Joseph did? He got up and he immediately took Mary as his wife. Let's go back to Joseph for a second. You see, Joseph, um, and if, you know, if you're familiar with the story, you know that the Magi don't go back to Herod. Herod decides that he's going to kill all the babies in the region of Bethlehem who are under the age of two years. And so Joseph gets a dream of escape. God shows him a dream of escape. You know, sometimes, I want to say this to you, we have dreams of escape. Sometimes when things are really tough, and sometimes things are really stressful, and sometimes we're in a difficult situation, God gives us dreams of escape. God gives us a way out. Can I get an amen? amen? You know, if you're struggling this morning with anxiety, or you're struggling with addictions, or you're stuck, you're, you're stuck in a situation where somebody is bullying you, or is dominating you, or some such thing, you know, God can give you an escape today. God can provide a way out. Here's what jo the Lord said to Joseph. It says, after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up! Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. Get up straight away. And that's referring to Hosea 11, chapter 1. And my son will be called, will be called out of Egypt. After the wise men were gone, an angel appeared to him again in a dream. And the thing about Joseph's dream is this, right? Joseph has a dream. And like, if it was me, and I had one of these significant dreams, and I came, say, to work, and I met Tom, and say, come in, I, I had this funny dream, you see? And he said, oh, tell me about your dreams. Not that he'd be that into you. go, oh, here we go again, done it on Saturday again. But um, I'd say, listen, I had this dream. And in the dream, an angel appeared to me and told me to get up and go to Egypt. What do you think that dream means? Hmm. You see, Joseph didn't go off and have a kind of a, no, I just need to pray about this for a few weeks. I just need to really consider what I need to do. No, when God spoke to him, he acted. Here's what it records. It says this. It says, so he got up and took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt and stayed there until the death of Herod. Can you imagine they're lying in bed in Bethlehem? Mary's next to him. Uh, the baby is... Probably crying is after waking up for another feed. Next thing, Joseph has a dream. Wakes up, says, Mary, we need to pack immediately. We've got to leave right now. No hanging around. What, 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 what are you talking about? What, like, what, like, we're only just after getting this lovely new house here in Bethlehem. And we're just, you know, we know the neighbors. They were in to meet us. Joachim and Katrina, they were in to meet us. And we had dinner with them together. And they've got lovely kids. And did you see their daughter? He'd make a lovely wife for Jesus when he grows up. You know, and they were all making all these things. Joseph says, no, we need to go. When God speaks, we should respond. Can they get an amen? It's important because God sometimes speaks to us and we need to respond. Goes on to say this. Here's about another dream. What about a dream of return and restoration? God is the restorer of lost things. He restores lost health, lost sanity, lost wealth, lost relationships. God is the restorer. And when his time was done for Egypt, this is what he said. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord, guess what happened? Appeared in a dream to Joseph, again in Egypt. And he sat up in bed and Mary said, I know an angel. I know that's what's after happening. Get up, the angel said. Take the child and his mother and go back to the land of Israel. Go back to Israel. Go back just like I told you, just like I took you out of Egypt. They get down to Egypt. Joseph is a builder. Things are good. He's working in Cairo. The Cairo built construction industry is really busy. He's, you know, he's making a few bob. He's making connections. He's building a few new, few new blocks of houses in Cairo. Life is going okay in Cairo, you know? They're down there for a few years. Yeah, things are working out really well. He's got a good life. And then an angel appears 
and takes them away from that. Let's not hold on too tightly to the plans that we make. Because sometimes God has other plans. We may be deciding our way, but God decides where we will go. Can you get an amen? And so he's woken up. He's woken up. Get up, take it. And he goes on to say this. So he got up. Like literally there and then. Did it again. Joseph is at it again. You see, got up. He took the child and his mother and went back to the land of Israel. God commanded. Joseph heard. Joseph obeyed. Wasn't finished yet. Have you got a dream of restoration? Have you got a dream of restoration of a relationship that's broken? Of health that's broken? Of a mind that's broken? Of a habit that's broken? Have you got a dream of restoration? God can restore your life. Can I get an amen? He can restore your dreams and restore your hopes. What about this one? This is the final one. What about a dream of direction? Does anybody here ever feel that God is giving them direction to go in a certain direction? To go and do a certain thing and go a certain way? I, I, I felt that. When you're making decisions about jobs, our marriages, our homes, our careers, our studies, God is a God who speaks to us. Can I get an amen? He's given us instruction. He's given us a way that we can hear him and he can direct our lives and show us the right way to go. Sometimes it's really, really obvious the way that he shows and sometimes it's a little bit more cryptic but we'll get to that. Joseph gets a very clear dream of direction. This is what it says, after being warned in a dream, Joseph left the region of Galilee. So he and his family went and lived in the town called Nazareth. They lived in a town called Nazareth. So they go back, all the way back to Nazareth. I have a feeling because Nazareth wasn't exactly the most popular place. Remember the other phrase that's mentioned about Nazareth in the New Testament is, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It was famously said about Ballyfehan. Can anything good come out of Ballyfehan? I doubt it. I doubt it. But the Lord warns him again in a dream. And so the family went and lived in Nazareth. Even if Joseph didn't want to go back to Nazareth. Even though he didn't want to go down to Egypt. Even though he may not have wanted to come back to Israel. Even though he may not have wanted to take Mary as his wife. As the, as the, the Christian writer C.H. Spurgeon says. An open door does not mean an easy way. There will be choices. There will be decisions, there will be discomforts when we say, Lord, have your way and have your will in my life. You prayed it, you, 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 did, you did it voluntarily, I didn't make you pray it. When you pray that, sometimes it brings difficulties, but it also brings God's blessing. All over our lives, all over our lives, when we obey him, when we do what he tells us to do, we know his blessing in our lives as well. Now, I got to the question earlier, why did Joseph receive four dreams? When Solomon, the great king, only gets one. Daniel, the great prophet, only gets one. With Pharaoh, who's not so good, he gets two, but they're not good dreams. Why does Pilate's wife only get one dream, but Joseph gets four? It's very simple. Joseph gets four dreams because every time he had a dream, he obeyed what God told him to do. Every time God spoke to him, he did what God told him to do. If you want to know God's blessing in your life, if you want to know dreams in the night, do what God is telling you to do. Are you with me? Are you with me? You see, today, even today, as a result of Jesus' death and resurrection and his ascension to heaven and the coming of the Holy Spirit, we live in what are known as the last days. And the Bible teaches us through the prophet Joel, and it's quoted in Acts chapter 2, that in the last days, God will pour out his Spirit on all people. And it says there that 
Your, your, your young women will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. So, but that doesn't mean only old men dream dreams. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. It means it's universal. God also speaks to you in a dream. Maybe you need direction right now. Maybe you need a way of escape. Maybe you need an exit strategy right now. Maybe you need wisdom. Why don't we pray that God would speak to us in our dreams over this Christmas? Amen. Is that an okay thing to pray, do you think? Amen. Why don't we pray? But before we get to that prayer, we're going to pray for that in one second. Let me give you this last one. You know, brothers and sisters, the dream of the Israelites was that God would come and he would rescue them. That he would restore them. That he would provide for them that he would protect them, that he would be their king. So today, can I submit to you, I commit to you, that if you are a Christian, if you know Jesus Christ, if you don't know him, if you haven't invited him into your heart, you can do that today. You can say, Lord, come into my life today and be my savior, be my Lord. Could I get an amen? amen. You can do that right today. But if you have done that, if you know his life in your life, if you know his wisdom at work in your life, if you know his peace, if you know his protection, if you know his provision, let me tell you, you're already living the dream. You're living the dream. I'm living the dream because I know no matter what happens to me, I'm in God's hands. And I know no matter what happens to me, my family is in God's hands. And I know no matter what happens to me, my future is in God's hands. My time is in his hands. And if you know him and if you love him, your time is in his hands too. And if you don't know him, get to know him. Can I get an amen? amen. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to come into your life. Because this is what Paul writes to the Hebrew Christians. Last verse of the day. Long time ago, he said, God spoke many times and in many ways through our, through, to our ancestors, through the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ. He has spoken to us through his son. What his son has said and what his son has done for you, for me. He has spoken through his son, through the life that his son lived. In actual fact, in the original Greek in this phrase, it doesn't even say to, through. It just says, in these last days, hallelujah, God has spoken to us his son. And his, and his son, Jesus Christ, has the final word. Can I get an amen? amen? Will you stand with me? We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Maybe the band will come up, lads. We'll come up. We're going to sing another worship song in a second before we finish. I don't know what you're facing into or what your life is going to be like over this coming season. Over the next 10 days, maybe 14 days, whatever way, whatever break you take for Christmas. I know some people celebrate a little bit into the new year. I don't know what your experience is, but I want to pray today. I want to say to you today, if you want to hear God's voice, you will have to do two things. One, you'll have to turn off the other noise. Because Christmas is noisy, isn't it? It's noisy. Like, like being here, it's very noisy. There's a lot of noise. You'd have to turn down the noise. And the other thing you'd have to do is tune your heart and tune your soul into the presence of God. That's what you need to do. And maybe as you put your head on the pillow over the next seven days or ten days or two weeks, every night you pray simply, God, speak to me in my dreams. Give me wisdom. Give me warning. Give me direction. Give me an escape. 
and restore to me what you would have restored in my life. Who wants to pray that prayer? Will you raise your hand? Will you raise the other hand with it? We're going to sing a worship song as well in just a second. Let's pray. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Just want to say again before we close, if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, you can invite him into your heart right now. You can say, Lord Jesus Christ, come into my life. Forgive my sins. Make me new. Put your life into my life. You can pray that prayer right now and I encourage you to do it. But for the rest of us, let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we pray today, Lord, that, Lord, we thank you, first of all, that you have spoken to us of yourself, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you have plans for all of us. Can I get an amen? amen? Lord, we know that your plans for our lives are good, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that your voice is still speaking to us. Your Holy Spirit still speaks today, Lord. We pray, Lord, for our dreams. Would you put a hand on your head if you'd like to pray good dreams this coming season? Would you put a hand on your head? Lord, we pray that as we put our heads on the pillow in the next week, Lord, in the next 10 days, Lord, we pray that each night, Lord, we would pray, Lord Jesus, give me your dreams tonight. Let the Holy Spirit speak to my situation and speak to my reality. And Lord, I pray that we would have the wisdom to get our hearts and souls quiet enough to hear your voice. Lord, you spoke to Joseph in a dream because that's when he was quiet. Lord, our dreams are when we are open to you. Lord, we pray that you would be open your, Lord, open all healing frequencies, Lord. Let your voice be unlimited to your people this year, this season, this Christmas, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And Lord, we pray that as we go from here today, we would remember your provision, your protection, your wisdom, and your work in our lives, in our families, in our homes, and in our workplaces that we would remember that you are for us, that you are for us, that you are God with us. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and God's people say. Amen.